Today with Claire Byrne on RTE Radio 1 with All Care Pharmacy. Discover a healthcare team that's always here for you at All Care Pharmacy, Ireland's largest community pharmacy network. Thank you very much, Brian. Well, they've solved the row and Gary Lineker will be back on Match of the Day. He had been asked to step back from hosting the flagship BBC soccer programme for comparing the language used to launch a new government asylum seeker policy with 1930s Germany on Twitter. Rishi Sunak, the British Prime Minister, had urged the public service broadcaster to resolve the row. For more on this, I'm joined now with by Laura Perrins, political commentator and writer with the website Conservative Woman. And I'm hoping to speak to Kevin Maguire from the Daily Mirror, uh, who will be joining us very shortly. But first, Laura, to you. What did you make of the whole controversy and this solution and resolution that has been reached in the last hour? Well, it's clearly been um, very badly ha- handled by the BBC. I mean, if you're going to sort of come down on, on a presenter and, and say these are the new rules that you must abide by, and if not, you know, uh, t- you, you have to at least take a break from your presenting um, duties uh, and then not to stand by that after, you know, a difficult three days, it's just lose-lose um, for for the BBC I, I, I doubt it will leave many people happy. So they've they've handled it. Once they had t- said they were going to uh, ask him to take a step back, they should have um, they should have stuck to that because they've lost all authority. Um, and it will look like that they're biased and and it raises questions in relation to their impartiality duty. Um, so that would be the first thing. Obviously. You know, Lineker has essentially won this um, won this dispute, and they're going to have to review. I think all of the the guidelines across the corporation. Okay, Kevin is with us now. Uh, Kevin, do you agree with that? Gary Lineker has won. I thought initially he hadn't. I thought he was going to score it two nil. But if it's if it's a win, it's a narrow one, two one, or maybe a draw because he's now, according to Tim Davy, Director General of the BBC, had to agree to abide by the existing guidelines during the review, but there's no doubt the BBC got itself into a mess under pressure from Conservative MPs who profess to champion free speech and oppose cancel culture, but they wanted to gag Gary Lineker and uh, have him uh, reprimanded or sacked. So it's been a bad few days for the BBC. And I think Tim Davey, the Director General, was taken aback by the solidarity, the admirable solidarity expressed by other sports presenters, journalists and, and pundits. But there's no, there's no doubt, Gary, like Gary Lineker, you read that statement, he, wa- he wants to be back. Mm-hmm. So he, he has a certain amount of power, he has a certain amount of clout, but he wants to be back on the BBC. So I think he realises he will have to abide by the guidelines, at least in the short term. Well, let's talk more about the BBC because the perception is out there now. And and the fact is that there are three people at the very top of that organisation, all linked to the Conservative Party, the Director General, Tim Davey, former Conservative Party election candidate, the Chairman, Richard Sharp, a Conservative Party donor with very strong links to Boris Johnson. Uh, Also, Robbie Gibb, BBC board member, who was the former communications director for Theresa May. Is it likely that there are as many people, Kevin, who have links to the Labour Party in the BBC? No, not at the, certainly not at, at, at the moment. At the moment, it does feel rather it's a broadcasting British Conservatives, the BBC, and it's very noticeable that David Cameron, Theresa May and Boris Johnson all recruited as their chief spin doctors very senior journalists who'd been involved in news and politics at the BBC. 
I do recall the past Labour period when the chair and the dire director general were both uh, uh, lab Labour-leaning donors, members, I recall that. And uh, one of the uh, interesting asides in the current row is uh, Alastair Campbell, a former chief spin doctor, accusing the BBC occasionally of Tory bullying. Well, when he was at Labour, he attempted to bully the BBC just about every day. Mm -hmm. And in fact, in a dispute over Iraq, the chair and the director general had to, had to resign. But I think it's an establishment broadcaster in the public sector. So it tends to uh, be filled at the very top by people who are in harmony with the government at the day. But they're supposed to be impartial and try and put those that politics behind them. But it doesn't always happen. Laura, just going back to Tim Davey, the um, director general, and I take from what you said there at the beginning that you're not the biggest fan of how he handled this whole row over the course of the weekend. Do you think he should resign? Well, I think his authority is certainly um, have been very, very you know, undermined by this. As I said, it, it's just very simple. You know, if you take a stand on something and, and you're going to sort of butcher your whole um, viewing viewing links because of it, you know, obviously a lot of programmes are compromised. Although I noticed that Match of the Day's audience, Gary, Gary Lineker, free Match of the Day, the audience increased substantially. Mm -hmm. um, but if you're, going to, if you're going to take a stand because you're saying, look, these impartiality guidelines are very important, and even though you're a football pundit, you still must abide by it. And then, you know, a couple of days later, you basically say, actually, you, you know what, um, you can get back on air. It, it's perfectly fine. Uh, his, his authority, I think, is... is has just been compromised significantly. Can you understand, though, how it is uncomfortable for some people that there are three people right at the top of the BBC there who are either Conservative Party members or were or were candidates or support former prime ministers with loan deals? Yes, I mean, look, it, it, it's always difficult. But as, as, as Kevin Maguire very honestly said, there, there was certainly overlap during you know, Labour administrations. The way it seems to be is obviously you've got 12 years of Conservative um, rule. So they will have had a chance to put in, you know, their people. And there's huge overlap between, um, you know, spin doctors, even special advisors between much lower levels of the media. You know, if you're, if you're a journalist, uh, or even say a political editor of one newspaper, all of a sudden they can be a special advisor of, um, you know, to, to a particular MP. So that that's a well-trodden path going between the media and, and politicians, perhaps predictably, because again, all the politicians want is how to get their message, how can I get cut through? So it makes sense for them to choose from the ranks of the media. Um, if and when Keir Starmer comes in for Labour, obviously he's going to try and get Labour-leaning uh, individuals at the very top of the corporation. Now, Gary Lineker very clearly criticised a government policy and set himself against the Conservative government, probably not for the first time, if we're being honest, and if we look back over his Twitter account. How influential, Laura, do you think Gary Lineker's views are? Well, I mean, I think that's a difficult one to say. I certainly don't think he's he's important. I mean, he, he talks about the offside rule and, and sells crisps. But he clearly has a massive, you know, he has a massive media profile, 8.8 uh, .8 million followers. Um, although I would have thought that a lot of the football supporters, particularly in the north of England, are not on board with his open borders agenda. Um, look, I'm, I'm sure he's got influence. He's, 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 a, he's a smart guy. He's quite, he's quite persuasive. Um, I don't put any weight on his opinions, but I, uh, I'm sure other people do. Mm -hmm. Kevin, do you? Is he influential? 
I think on the margins, but I think he amplifies the, the, the views of people who agree with him and those who disagree with him will continue to do so and, and turn on him, which is why I think this whole row was somehow inflated. It went from a drama to a crisis very, very quickly because I think cons the Conservative MPs and peers, several dozen of them, who wrote to the BBC demanding he apologise and be reprimanded, actually made a, made a mistake and a rod for their own back because it distracted from the message they wanted to put across on small boats. And it came around St. Gary, who's considered something of a, a, a revered figure because he does put his house where his mouth is and he's hosted refugees. And a lot of people respect him even when they dis disagree with him. So does he change the mood of the country? No, not not really, which is which is why it should have just remained a small scale row instead of becoming this this huge Barney with we saw the Prime Minister Rishi Sunak on Saturday issued very unusually a statement on it with a six PM embargo. And he did that because I think he could see the involvement of Gary Lineker and the appearance at the very least that the government was wanting him out of the BBC was gonna damage the, the Conservative cause. So this was worrying for the Conservatives, and probably still is, would you say? Yeah, I, th I think I can see how the stop the boats, uh, the illegal crossings, uh, refugees, asylum seekers fleeing, however you want to view that, I could see how whipping that up plays to the advantage of the Conservatives. But I think those who went in two, uh, two feet up uh, and uh, tackled Lineker that way, I could see why that was backfiring for them. Now, a whole comms strategy, communication strategy, lined up, on the boards, on refugees, asylum seekers, and they blew it out of the water by focusing on Gary Lineker's tweet. I think that was a big mistake. Do you agree with that, uh, Laura, that that was a, a bit of an own goal by the Conservatives? Yeah, I mean, I, I have to. I think it is a classic example of overreach by, by Conservative MPs, you know, um, sort of getting getting outraged by something. I mean, the analysis is right. That he, he, that they should be focusing relentlessly. If this is what their policy is going to be, their focus should be, you know, uh, we have to get it. We have to get a grip on, on the criminal gangs. We have to get a grip on the illegal crossing. The numbers have really shot up in the last few years. Um, this will have an impact on, you know, public services across the board. And, and just the whole idea that not letting... Um, that you must grab the high moral ground if you're going to if you're going to get this policy through, um, and I, I definitely resent the idea that I think Gary Lineker is in a in a tax dispute with the HMRC at the moment over five million quid. So it's nice that he can argue over whether or not he gets his five million quid, but a lot of people who uh, will 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 actually support the the Tory line on on um, the small boats. Uh, don't have that kind of cash to hand. So you, you have to take the high moral ground in relation to that policy. And going after, as I said, Gary, Gary Lineker is, is, is a waste of your energy. I mean, you, you can highlight his hypocrisy, but after that, I, I, I wouldn't be getting the pen out or the email out. Well, to, look, Rishi Sunak obviously felt that it, Rishi Sunak obviously felt it was worth it to issue that statement on Saturday about the whole affair. Can we yes. read into well, that, that it, the Conservatives had, were rattled by by it? Well, obviously, I mean, he, he probably had calculated that taking on what, you know, a very popular former uh, English footballer is not the way is not the way to win support. And um, so he's obviously said sort it out. Um, and he, he, he but he didn't join in the course saying, you know, Lineker must go if this, this compromises impartiality rules. 
Um, so I suspect Sunak is probably not happy about what's happened yeah. the la- over the last few days. And uh, Kevin, what about the Labour Party response? Because they were very quiet. The Labour Party was very quiet about this at an official level, at a leadership level, Keir Starmer level, until they saw the weight of the response and the size of the, the number of people use, using the hashtag to support Gary Lineker. It was a bit wishy-washy, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, and I, I think it says a lot about the opposition strategy of, of Keir Starmer. It's so often wait and see, although he could point the, the opinion polls, big Labour leads, and say it is uh, s- successful. Because Labour tried to say nothing and then criticised um, uh, Lineker's language and the comparison with the 1930s uh, Germany. I saw, I saw Emily, uh, Emily Thornbury do that, who's a, a, a from Venture. And then, when he was suspended, uh, immediately saw their big chance and said it was wrong to suspend him. And what about free speech? He's not in news and current affairs. He's in sport. People can make a difference. They can watch him on Match of the Day and uh, listen to what he says about uh, football. But they can also look at his Twitter feed entirely separately. So, no, Labour waited and see and then saw its chance and then stuck the ball in the back of the net, which is why... Um, Sunak came out with that statement because he could see he was becoming uh, on the wrong side of the argument. No, no, Labour do that so often these days and it's a strategy that seems to be working at the moment. All right, well, the story may not be over yet because attention will turn to how Gary Lineker is to behave now on social media, but we'll see what emerges over the course of the day. Uh, Thank you very much, Kevin Maguire, and to Laura Perrins back after this break. Text 51551. Today with Claire Byrne on RTE Radio 1. And well, they've solved the row and Gary Lineker will be back on match of the day. He had been asked to step back from hosting the flagship BBC soccer programme for comparing the language used to launch a new government asylum seeker policy with 1930s Germany on Twitter. Rishi Sunak, the British Prime Minister, had urged the public service broadcaster to resolve the row. For more on this, I'm joined now with by Laura Perrins, political commentator and writer with the website Conservative Woman. And I'm hoping to speak to Kevin Maguire from the Daily Mirror uh, who will be joining us very shortly. But first, Laura, to you. What did you make of the whole controversy and this solution and resolution that has been reached in the last hour? Well, it's clearly been um, very badly handled by the BBC. I mean, if you're going to sort of come down on on a presenter and and say these are the new rules that you must abide by and if not, you know, uh, you, you have to at least take a break from your presenting um, duties uh, and then not to stand by that after you know a difficult three days it's just lose lose um, for for the BBC I, I I doubt it will leave many people happy so they've they've handled it once they had t- said they were going to uh, ask them to take a step back they should have um they should have stuck to that because they've lost all authority um, and it will look like that they're biased and, and it raises questions in relation to their impartiality duty. Um, so that would be the first thing. Obviously, you know, Lineker has essentially won this um, won this dispute and they're going to have to review, I think, all of the, the guidelines across the corporation. OK, Kevin is with us now. Uh, Kevin, do you agree with that? Gary Lineker has won? I thought initially he hadn't. I thought he was going to score it 2-0. But if it's, if it's a win, it's a narrow one, 2-1, or maybe a draw, because he's now, according to Tim Davey, Director General of the BBC, had to agree to abide by the existing guidelines during 
the review, but there's no doubt the BBC got itself into a mess under pressure from Conservative MPs who profess to champion free speech and oppose cancel culture, but they wanted to gag Gary Lineker and uh, have him uh, reprimanded or sacked. So it's been a bad few days for the BBC. And I think Tim Davey, the Director General, was taken aback by the solidarity, the admirable solidarity, expressed by other sports presenters, journalists and, and pundits. But there's no, there's no doubt, Gary, like Gary Lineker, you read that statement, he, wa- he wants to be back. Mm-hmm. So he, he has a certain amount of power, he has a certain amount of clout, but he wants to be back on the BBC. So I think he realises he will have to abide by the guidelines, at least in the short term. Well, let's talk more about the BBC because the perception is out there now. And the fact is that there are three people at the very top of that organisation, all linked to the Conservative Party, the Director General, Tim Davey, former Conservative Party election candidate, the Chairman, Richard Sharp, a Conservative Party donor with very strong links to Boris Johnson. Uh, Also, Robbie Gibb, BBC board member, who was the former communications director for Theresa May. Is it likely that there are as many people, Kevin, who have links to the Labour Party in the BBC? No, not at the, certainly not at, at, at the moment. At the moment, it does feel rather it's a broadcasting British Conservatives, the BBC, and it's very noticeable that David Cameron, Theresa May and Boris Johnson all recruited as their chief spin doctors very senior journalists who've been involved in news and politics at the BBC. I do recall the past Labour period when the chair and the director general were both uh, uh, Labour-leaning donors, members, I recall that. And uh, one of the uh, interesting asides in the current row is uh, Alastair Campbell, a former chief spin doctor, accusing the BBC of caving into Tory bullying. Well, when he was at Labour, he attempted to bully the BBC just about every day. Mm-hmm. And in fact, in a dispute over Iraq, the chair and the director general had to, had to resign. But I think it's an establishment broadcaster in the public sector. So it tends to uh, be filled at the very top by people who are in harmony with the government at the day. But they're supposed to be impartial and try and put those that politics behind them. But it doesn't always happen. Laura, just going back to Tim Davey, the um, director general, and I take from what you said there at the beginning that you're not the biggest fan of how he handled this whole row over the course of the weekend. Do you think he should resign? Well, I think his authority is certainly um, have been very, very you know, undermined by this. As I said, it, it's just very simple. You know, if you take a stand on something and, and you're going to sort of butcher your whole um, viewing viewing links because of it, you know, obviously a lot of programmes are compromised. Although I noticed that Match of the Day's audience, Gary, Gary Lineker, free Match of the Day, the audience increased substantially. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you're, going to, if you're going to take a stand because you're saying, look, these impartiality guidelines are very important and even though you're a football pundit, you still must abide by it. And then, you know, a couple of days later, you basically say, actually, you, you know what, um, you, you can get back on air. It, it's perfectly fine. Uh, his, his authority, I think, is... is uh, has just been compromised significantly. Can you understand, though, how it is uncomfortable for some people that there are three people right at the top of the BBC there who are either Conservative Party members or were or were candidates or support former Prime Ministers with loan deals? Yes, I mean, look, it, it, it's always difficult, but as, as, as Kevin Maguire very honestly said, there, there was certainly overlap during 
you know, Labour administrations. The way it seems to be is obviously you've got 12 years of Conservative um, rule. So they will have had a chance to put in, you know, their people. And there's huge overlap between, um, you know, spin doctors, even special advisors between much lower levels of the media. You know, if if you're a journalist, or even say a political editor of one newspaper, all of a sudden they can be a special advisor of, um, you know, to, to a particular MP. So that that's a well-trodden path going between the media and, and politicians, perhaps predictably, because again, all the politicians want is how to get their message, how can I get cut through? So it makes sense for them to choose from the ranks of the media. Um, if and when Keir Starmer comes in for Labour, obviously he's going to try and get Labour-leaning uh, individuals at the very top of the corporation. Now, Gary Lineker very clearly criticised a government policy and set himself against the Conservative government, probably not for the first time, if we're being honest, and if we look back over his Twitter account. How influential, Laura, do you think Gary Lineker's views are? Well, I mean, I think that's a difficult one to say. I certainly don't think he's he's important. I mean, he, he talks about the offside rule and, and sells crisps. But he clearly has a massive, you know, he has a massive media profile, uh, 8.8 million followers. Um, although I would have thought that a lot of the football supporters, particularly in the north of England, are not on board with his open borders agenda. Um, look, I'm, I'm sure he's got influence. He's, 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 a, he's a smart guy. He's quite, he's quite persuasive. Um, I don't put any weight on his opinions, but I, uh, I'm sure other people do. Mm-hmm. Kevin, do you? Is he influential? I think on the margins, but I think he amplifies the, the, the views of people who agree with him and those who disagree with him will continue to do so and, and turn on him, which is why I think this whole row was somehow inflated. It went from a drama to a crisis very, very quickly because I think cons- the Conservative MPs and peers, several dozen of them, who wrote to the BBC demanding he apologise and be reprimanded, actually made a, made a mistake and a rod for their own back because it distracted from the message they wanted to put across on small boats. And it came around St. Gary, who's considered something of a, a, a revered figure, is he does put his house where his mouth is and he's hosted refugees. And a lot of people respect him, even when they dis, disagree with him. So does he change the mood of the country? No, not not really, which is which is why it should have just remained a small scale row instead of becoming this this huge Barney with we saw the Prime Minister Rishi Sunak on Saturday issued very unusually a statement on it with a next six PM embargo. And he did that because I think he could see the involvement of Gary Lineker and the appearance at the very least that the government was wanting him out of the BBC was gonna damage the, the Conservative cause. So this was worrying for the Conservatives and probably still is, would you say? Yeah, I, th- I think I can see how the stop the boats, uh, the illegal crossings, uh, pe- refugees, asylum seekers fleeing, however you want to view that. I could see how whipping that up plays to the advantage of the Conservatives. But I think those who went in two, uh, two feet up uh, and uh, tackled Linica that way, I could see why that was backfiring for them. They have a whole comms strategy, communication strategy lined up on the boards, on refugees, asylum seekers, and they blew it out of the water by focusing on Gary Lineker's tweet. I think that was a big mistake. Do you agree with that, uh, Laura, that that was a a bit of an own goal by the Conservatives? 
Yeah, I mean, I, I have to. I think it is a classic example of overreach by by Conservative MPs, you know, um, sort of getting getting outraged by something. I mean, the analysis is right. That he, he, that they should be focusing relentlessly. If this is what their policy is going to be, their focus should be, you know, uh, we have to get it. We have to get a grip on, on the criminal gangs. We have to get a grip on the illegal crossing. The numbers have really shot up in the last few years. Um, this will have an impact on, you know, public services across the board. And, and just the whole idea that not letting... Um, that you must grab the high moral ground if you're going to if you're going to get this policy through, um, and I, I definitely resent the idea that I think Gary Lineker is in a in a tax dispute with the HMRC at the moment over five million quid. So it's nice that he can argue over whether or not he gets his five million quid, but a lot of people who uh, will 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 actually support the the Tory line on on um, the small boats. Uh, don't have that kind of cash to hand. So you, you have to take the high moral ground in relation to that policy. And going after, as I said, Gary, Gary Lineker is, is, is a waste of your energy. I mean, you, you can highlight his hypocrisy, but after that, I, I, I wouldn't be getting the pen out or the email out. Well, to, look, Rishi Sunak obviously felt that it, Rishi Sunak obviously felt it was worth it to issue that statement on Saturday about the whole affair. Can we yes, read into well, that that the Conservatives had, were rattled by by it? Well, obviously, I mean, he, he probably had calculated that taking on what, you know, a very popular former uh, English footballer is not the way is not the way to win support. And um, so he's obviously said sort it out. Um, and he, he, he but he didn't join in the course saying, you know, Lineker must go this this compromises impartiality rules. And um, so I suspect Cynic is probably not happy about what's happened yeah. the la- over the last few days. And uh, Kevin, what about the Labour Party response? Because they were very quiet. The Labour Party was very quiet about this at an official level, at a leadership level, Keir Starmer level, until they saw the weight of the response and the size of the, the number of people use, using the hashtag to support Gary Lineker. It was a bit wishy-washy, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, and I, I think it says a lot about the opposition strategy of, of Keir Starmer. And it's so often wait and see, although he could point the, the opinion polls, big Labour leads, and say it is uh, s- successful. Because Labour tried to say nothing and then criticised um, uh, Lineker's language and the comparison with the 1930s uh, Germany. I saw, I saw Emily, uh, Emily Thornbury do that, who's a, a, a from Bencher. And then, when he was suspended, uh, immediately saw their big chance and said it was wrong to suspend him. And what about free speech? He's not in news and current affairs. He's in sport. People can make a difference. They can watch him on Match of the Day and uh, listen to what he says about uh, football. But they can also look at his Twitter feed entirely separately. So, no, Labour waited and see and then saw its chance and then stuck the ball in the back of the net, which is why... Um, Sunak came out with that statement because he could see he was becoming uh, on the wrong side of the argument. No, no, Labour do that so often these days and it's a strategy that seems to be working at the moment. All right. Well, the story may not be over yet because attention will turn to how Gary Lineker is to behave now on social media. But we'll see what emerges over the course of the day. Uh, Thank you very much, Kevin Maguire. And to Laura Perrins back after this break. 51551 Today with Claire Byrne on RTE Radio 1.